Hiya, I'm Alison Tennant and I'm the Garrulous Glaswegian. episode two. Thanks so much to those of you who listened, gave feedback and comments on the last podcast, which was all about sex when you're my age. Don't forget to check it out if you're tuning in for the first time today. We started last time on a bang with the subject of sex. At the risk of pigeonholing myself, I've had a wee think about topics and I just keep coming back to the subject of relationships. In particular, what keeps going through my head is cheating, polyamory, and you can imagine that word in inverted commas, and compatibility. For the next fortnight's topic, the one that I'll do in two weeks' time, I am thinking of a different discussion altogether. I'm tossing up between mental health, self-care, the cashless con. I've got a lot of other ideas. Um, If you've got some feedback on what you'd like to hear me talking about, please let me know. And for now then, let's dive into the rather charged topic of cheating. Have you ever noticed how many people try to make the claim that cheating's just so complex Did he cheat? Didn't he cheat? Emotional cheating? Is it a thing? Oh, so many questions. I am here to tell you, that's a lot of bloody rubbish. Of course he or she knows if they're cheating. Here's some some of my ideas on the matter. Now, before I go any further, I want to say this. I have been a counsellor in the past, but I'm not your counsellor. If you're having real relationship issues, just remember these are my opinions. I'm not telling you how to live and you should seek actual counselling for that. I mean, if you were one of my friends, I'd probably be happy to um, give you all the advice you didn't want. Please just remember this is for entertainment and it's my opinion on the topic. Now, with all of that in mind, here are some of my ideas on cheating. First of all, if a man will lie to and about his wife and kids, he'll lie to and about you as well. What makes you so unique, special and deception proof? Remember that. Remember it particularly the next time you're listening to a cheater trying to justify themselves. If you want people to trust your word, don't cheat. Cheaters are liars and liars are dangerous. Is there a spectrum of cheating? Oh yeah, of course. Blatantly lying for weeks or months or even years is of course worse than lying once, but they are still both cheating. And there is a reason we use the word cheater when we talk about unfaithful partners. To cheat is to act dishonestly and unfairly to grab an unfair advantage. Lying and refusing to honour commitments and promises That's not decent, honest or fair. Do that to someone close to you who trusts you. Well, I'm afraid that shows your character in stark relief. I am sorry if this is hard to hear, particularly for people who are trying to find a way to believe their cheating partners. But as I've been known to say, reality doesn't care about our feelings. 
Now here's three statements on the subject of cheating, born of wisdom, experience and careful observation. Almost nobody gets caught the first time. If he or she says it was the first time, it's safe to assume he or she is lying. After all, they've just proven themselves to be a liar, haven't they? It's hard to hear that and I'm sorry if it's not occurred to you before, but it is true. The second statement, past behaviour, is a good predictor of future behaviour. And that's a hard one to learn. That's hard for everyone to really believe and take on board. Number three, statement three, it's incredibly hard to change bad behaviour. Have you ever tried to alter just one thing about your daily routine and really stick to it? With no reason to change, cheaters almost certainly won't, not even the ones who are actually sorry for it. So do yourself a favour, save yourself some time and some pain, and for that one in a billion exception, assume you're not that one in a billion exception, and the three statements that I made apply to you. I do want to interject and apologise again for the background commotion. I live in subtropical Queensland. Short of buying a proper audio booth, there's no way to get the bird sounds out the background, so I'm sorry about that. And again, just a reminder, I might have been a counsellor, but I am not your counsellor. Please do not change your life based on my opinions here today. And now this is my definition of cheating, which I feel clarifies the subject quite rationally and logically. These are two things that our hearts don't really appreciate, rationality and logic. What is cheating? They often claim it's so confusing. Oh, let's just stop, eh? Stop prevaricating, pretending and minimising. Stop attempting plausible deniability. Stop obfuscating to save hurt feelings. In the context of a relationship, if you wouldn't do it in front of your partner, you're cheating. In a partnership which has been chosen and entered into by both parties, stick to whatever boundaries you've drawn up for your relationship and now nobody has to pretend they didn't understand that they were cheating. It is that simple. If you wouldn't do it in front of your partner, it's cheating. On truly rare occasions, it might be acceptable to do something you wouldn't do in front of your partner with their absolutely explicit agreement first. But if you're not sure if it's okay, you already know it's not okay. Honesty and decency just are not that complex. So, some of you might choose to stay with a cheater and some of you might continue to cheat. And it's not my place to comment on other people's relationships, although, of course, I'm doing just that. But let me also touch on the subject of polyamory, or as I think of it, polyshaggery, and what we used to call swinging or simply screwing around. People can, of course, agree to sleep with as many people as they like. Of course they can. I can't stop them, and I wouldn't even if I could. I believe in bodily autonomy, and at least to some extent they're being honest with each other. But I'll tell you what, if I read one more story, particularly on medium, oh, it's rife with the bloody things. If I read one more story from somebody telling me how wonderful their relationship is because their partner sticks his penis in a hundred different women a year, 
or has men stick their penis in her a hundred different times a year. I might be sick. I really might. What I'm finding with people who try to convince us that polyshaggery is just the best thing since sliced bread, and please know I'm not given it the respect of the term that includes the word amory for good reason. It's not multiple love. It's multiple shags. What I find with people who are swingers, they're often like evangelists. They can't just shag around and shut up about it. They have to try try and force all the rest of us to believe in their ideology. Your body is you. We are not washing machines or blenders. What we do physically with our bodies affects us emotionally. Of course it does. So people who shag around with their partner's permission come into three different categories, as far as I'm concerned. Category one, they just don't give a bugger about their partner. There's no flicker of feeling or shame or upset because they don't really care. Category two, the person just isn't capable of true, genuine, deep love and they misunderstand whatever they do feel for love. Category three, and this to me is the saddest one of all, one of the partners has been coerced, coaxed, convinced into it by the other. And you can hear that in their stories. You can extrapolate it. And it's often the one writing the article, trying to convince themselves as well of how happy their partner sleeping around makes them. Sometimes when I read these poor stories, and I don't read them much anymore because I'm not one for hate reading, but there was a time when I would click on them because they just kept coming up in my feed. Sometimes when I read these stories, I feel sadness. Sometimes I feel nothing. I just sort of shrug. But I do wish these people would realise you're fooling nobody but yourself. The human pair bond is deeply rooted in our psyche, no matter what you claim. It is hard to be monogamous for both sexes, but it reaps massive rewards and it is a choice. I'm not telling you what to do, not at all. I'm just saying, from one person in a monogamous, loving relationship to those of you shagging around, good luck to you, but please stop trying to convince the rest of us it's great. If it was that great, you probably wouldn't feel the need to try and gain converts for the Church of Swing or explain yourself multiple times. And so to return to the subject of real cheating, there's just one more thing I want to add. If you're considering cheating, reconsider, reconsider and reconsider. You will not make your marriage better. You will not fix any problems. If at best for you, the cheater, you don't get caught, if you've got any kind of conscience, you have to live with that for the rest of your life, forever and ever, knowing you harmed someone that trusted you. If you do get caught or you own up to it, she'll never trust you again, or he. He'll never trust you again. It's not going to fix things. It's not going to add spice. Day in, day out. For the rest of your life, you know you did something rotten to someone who didn't deserve it. If you think you can live with that, good luck to you. It taints everything. And I'll tell you something else weird that happens when you're cheated on. All the memories that you have of that person become tainted. 
Because you know they've cheated, you always wonder, did they cheat back then too? Were they cheating from the start? And all the times they had to be apart, maybe they worked away or whatever, and you trusted them, you then start to think, oh, was he cheating then as well? Or she, obviously. I say he because I'm heterosexual and I was married for 23 years to a cheater. The other funny thing that happened that I didn't anticipate The person who you're with, your life partner, is the person you usually go to with all your problems. And you go, your mind turns to tell them that they've hurt you so badly. And then you realise you've got nobody to tell. So you go and if you're lucky, you've got someone to talk to, maybe a friend you can trust. I, unfortunately for them, had a couple of female friends that were in a similar position. So they were at least able to understand how I felt. I didn't ask anyone else for advice. I don't ask for advice if I already know what I'm going to do anyway. I don't want a sounding board for my thoughts. Um, I ask for advice if I'm not sure and I think someone's got the expertise. But with these two friends, it was just uh, we were able to comfort one another. And that's why I went to them for comfort because I had nobody else to turn to. And they wouldn't feel sorry for me, they'd just get it. But apart from that, I didn't tell a soul. And the one person I would normally have told was the person who'd done the damage. And that's kind of, that messes with your head. So that's something else you may not know about cheating. So that about sums up my feelings on cheating and polyshaggery. I'd be interested to know your feelings. One last thought. Why can't we, as a species, just decide that we're not going to cheat? Now, there'll always be outliers and people who just do it anyway. But it's been so normalised to lie to and disrespect your partner. And it really isn't a normal or a nice behaviour. I understand that mistakes can happen. I understand that it's not all in the same. Like I said, there's a spectrum. But if you're repeatedly lying to a person who trusts and loves you, Maybe just stop doing that. Maybe if you really feel the relationship is at an end and you're very strongly drawn to another person, give that person the respect and kindness of walking away from the relationship first. I would never tell anyone to stay in a relationship they were miserable in. We get one life. But if you have dedicated yourself to a person, you've told them you love them, you've taken vows or moved in with them or whatever it is you've done to give yourself to that person and they trust you, do yourself and them the dignity and respect of not cheating. Leave them first. Leave a bit of time in between it. Now, there can be a wee bit of an exception to that. So if somebody's living with someone and the relationship's over and they're living in separate rooms and everybody knows and it's been explicitly made clear, the marriage is over, I can understand why it might be tempting to move on with someone else. I still think it's better if you can make the break and separate your finances and whatnot, you know, decide on your estate before you start seeing someone else. Um, but please don't, if some, if you know your partner thinks that you're in a monogamous relationship and you do know, don't pretend. Just do them a wee bit of kindness and wait a few weeks between finishing with them and starting with the next one. Just remember the day that you promised to love them. Remember how you felt about them 
give them that wee bit dignity and respect. And that's all from me for this week. Thank you again very much for tuning in. Hopefully now I'm feeling a lot better. I can get on top of these podcasts. I've got plenty to say after all. Um, not backwards at coming forwards. And remember, if you listen to mine, I'll listen to yours. Until the next time, you have been listening to The Garrulous Glaswegian. <laughs>